This time, we wanted to give voice to caregivers, what their needs are, what kinds of programs would help them most, and, and what their concerns are uh, for themselves and their, and their quality of life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connecting ALS. My name is Mike Stevenson. I am joined by my co-host, Jeremy Holden. Hello to you, Jeremy. Listen, I got a fun fact for you. Did you know, I'm pointing this out because we are now into February of 2021, that this month is a perfectly rectangular month. That means it starts on a Monday, and then four weeks later, it ends on a Sunday. That only happens every 200 years. I did not know that, Mike. Uh, so as they say, you learn something new every day. Uh, and that's that's a little kernel <laughs> that I'm going to share. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of sprinkle that out into uh, my community and make sure people know. That's, that's a cool fact. Fun bit of trivia for all of you out there. More importantly, uh, for the podcast this week, we had a chance to bring back Dr. Sarah Parvanta, the director of the ALS Focus Program, to give us some insight into where they're at currently, uh, having wrapped up some analysis of their round two and now with uh, round three of surveys out into the world. It was good to connect with her again. It was. And, you know, we're looking forward to hearing what they learned from round two of the survey. So stay tuned to the ALS Association blog for updates as they finalize that data. Uh, in the meantime, ALS Focus moves forward with the next survey. And this one focused very timely, Mike, on ALS caregivers, uh, looking at what the burden is, uh, what the challenges are, and, and the services that are important to caregivers. And Mike, something you and I have talked about throughout our time together is uh, as this pandemic impacts every facet of our lives, true also for ALS caregivers, probably, certainly exacerbating some of the challenges, exacerbating the need for services. So pivotal time to get these questions answered and help tailor services to this critical aspect of the ALS community uh, and th th those caregivers. Dr. Parvanta did address that kind of how the pandemic has impacted caregivers and, and how some of that information is coming through in their survey results. It was uh, fascinating to hear. So let's listen back to our conversation now. We are on the line today with a returning guest, Dr. Sarah Parvanta, the director of the ALS Focus Survey Program. Dr. Parvanta, thanks for joining us again on Connecting ALS. Thanks so much. It's great to be back. Yeah, it's good to be speaking with you again. The last time we talked to you, I believe it was back in August when we had the first round of Focus Survey results to discuss. And you're going to be announcing findings from the second round very soon, but we actually brought you on today to talk about the third survey, which launched last week. Before we get into any of that, though, because I know we've got some new listeners who would probably appreciate some additional context. Dr. Parvanta, can you give us just a top-level overview of ALS Focus? Yes, absolutely. ALS Focus is a survey program, and it's designed for people with ALS for current caregivers and for past caregivers. And the aims of this survey program are to hear directly from the ALS community about what matters most to them on all uh, a whole range of topics. And so we develop online surveys for members of the community to participate in from the comfort of their own home. And their insights help us to take action, whether it's on the advocacy front on clinical trial design, care services, and other kinds of care-related programs, um, and even from other sorts of research perspectives. So we're really using 
insights from the people who deal with ALS every day to inform action and to hopefully make some improvements and help members of this community live their lives to the fullest. You know, Dr. Pravanta, we've heard from so many of the guests that we've been fortunate enough to talk to here on Connecting ALS, and, and really from every corner of the fight against ALS, how important it is to elevate that voice of the patient and make sure it is, is front and center in, in, the, in the mission. And of course, this data helps us uh, do that. Now, the third survey that Mike alluded to focused a lot on a key constituency in the ALS community, and that, of course, is the caregiver. Can you talk to us a little bit about the decision to center caregivers in this third survey? Absolutely. I was really excited about survey three and designing questions for caregivers specifically because of how important they are in the fight against ALS. And thus far, we've had two focused surveys that have been for people with ALS and their caregivers. But a lot of those questions have asked about the experiences of the person with ALS directly. And so this time we wanted to give voice to caregivers, what their needs are, uh, what kinds of programs would help them most, and, and what their concerns are uh, for themselves and their, and their quality of life. And so being able to highlight uh, how important their role is and how much they mean to this community and and almost for them to know that others are really looking out for their well-being as well, not only uh, people at the ALS Association, but also the people that they care for really, really are concerned about their caregivers and want them to um, enjoy their lives as well because they're so appreciative of the care that they provide. And Dr. Parvanta, now that we are about a year into the pandemic here in the United States, do you expect that some of the responses coming into this third round from caregivers will be about and related to some of the additional challenges they've had to face uh, the last 11 months or so? Yes. Well, I certainly think that the answers that they provide on this survey will reflect some of the experiences they've been having during the pandemic, you know, needing to be inside the home more, probably using telehealth on a more regular basis in some cases, not being able to get out and arrange social gatherings could probably have, you know, just impacted quality of life, I think, as it has for many. But as a caregiver, those those kinds of experiences are even more so um, important. So the questions that we have, which I would love to be able to talk about, are asking about the kinds of programs and concerns that are most important to caregivers, but they're able to reflect on their experiences during the pandemic or otherwise to provide the answers that best reflect their experiences. So the questions themselves aren't asking what has what have you been dealing with during the pandemic but instead the questions are asking what programs and trainings and services are most important to you in your role as a caregiver and i imagine that now dealing with the pandemic certain programs and services might have become even more important to the caregivers in this community I think that's such an important point that you touch on there, Dr. Parvanta, that many of the challenges that um, have been elevated during the pandemic are, are challenges of, of isolation and um, health care concerns that so many folks in our community uh, deal with 
despite the pandemic, outside the pandemic, and will continue. You alluded to the questions that are part of the survey. What can you tell us about the specific questions uh, that we're trying to dig into uh, as we move forward in survey number three? Yes. Well, I want to say, just to start with, when we first started working on selecting and designing questions for this caregiver survey, we met with our patient and caregiver advisory committee who help with all aspects of ALS focus, including question topics and the actual domains and issues that we want to cover. And it quickly became apparent that there were many different types of issues that are relevant for caregivers. And so we started with a really long list of important topics that needed that caregiver voice to help us understand the frequency of these experiences and kind of challenges that caregivers are, are dealing with. And, and so what we realized is that this is the first caregiver survey uh, specifically, but it won't be the last caregiver survey. So we decided to narrow to a list of topics or, or a list of questions that were highly actionable. That was our goal with this first survey was every question that we choose needs to be one where action can be taken depending on what the data tell us, what direction the data tell us to go. And so we decided to focus the questions on listing a wide range of programs, trainings, and services that are available, or at least that exist for caregivers. And we wanted to ask them, which of these programs and trainings do you use? And which ones, if you had to choose, which ones are the most important to you? So we wanted to find out what are people using right now? And if they had an ideal scenario where they had access to the types of programs that, that they would want, which ones would those be? And those kinds of questions are really designed to tell our care services teams and, and those care services programs that the ALS Association provides, okay, what direction do we need to go in now? These are the types of trainings our caregivers are saying that they need. Let's fill those gaps. Let's make sure those services are available or let's enhance them and make them more accessible to the community. In addition to those questions about really tangible programs and services, we also wanted to ask about the psychological and, and emotional and mental um, health side of caregiving. And so we asked questions about what are caregivers' greatest concerns in their roles as caregivers, meaning time with their family or having time for themselves. We really wanted to ask what's what's happening with you and, and what are you most concerned about? And then we ask about their quality of life as well. So what we heard from our patient and caregiver advisory committee was caregivers really want to know how can they provide the best care? And also we want to know how can we care for our caregivers and uh, make sure that they're okay too, because they have a role that is so important and they're putting a lot of time and energy into that. And they're doing it in a very selfless way in many cases. And they need some attention on them as well, at least from our perspective. 
And, uh, you know, given the role that they have, they might not necessarily put their own needs before the needs of the people they're caring for. So we wanted to find a way to help them provide better care because that's very important to them. And then we also wanted to find ways to help improve their quality of life um, because that, you know, ultimately helps them provide better care as well. It sounds like a really thoughtfully designed survey, and I'm sure you're going to get some great information back that's really going to help down the road. Because, doctor, you're obviously looking for the most uh, genuine answers you can glean, and the subject is, uh, of course, a sensitive one. I assume that you and your team uh, go to great lengths uh, to ensure privacy and data protection throughout the process. Yes, that is important to this survey and uh, all the surveys that that I have worked on, participant privacy is really integral, especially in online surveys. And so how ALS Focus is set up is it's an online platform that's password protected. Every participant selects their own password. And uh, so they're the only ones that can log into their accounts. And from there, they generate a global unique identifier, which is a type of de-identified alphanumeric code. So it's letters and numbers. And this is used across different types of studies and different types of neurological studies specifically. And we're using it for ALS focus, both to help de-identify participants. That's both participants with ALS and our caregiver participants. And this allows us to eventually link ALS focus data with other study data that uses these global unique identifiers as well on a de-identified basis. So we can see how someone's answers to these focus questions on quality of life and their top concerns and what's most important to them. We can see how that links to environmental data or clinical trial data in in the case of people with ALS or other studies that might ask questions of caregivers as well. So we have these different protocols and layers in place to protect participant data and participant privacy while also making focus data very shareable. And we do share ALS focus data for free, which is quite unique. And it's a great way to uh, start doing research across the various ALS-related studies and hopefully help, you know, find a cure and find the best possible ways for treating ALS and also dealing with ALS while one is living with it. Dr. Parvata, I know just enough about survey research to be dangerous, as they say, but uh, one of the things that I've I've seen is the the challenges uh, that that in, in, in terms of conducting survey research, of, of getting a, a good enough response rate, of getting folks to be engaged. What have you seen so far in terms of the community's uh, enthusiasm and response to the survey? And, and what can folks listening do to participate? Yes, we're, we're so happy to see between our first ALS focus survey, which launched last year around this time, and the second survey that happened over the summer, we doubled the number of focus participants. So, which was a big jump to me. I I had my predictions about um, new participation, but uh, to see that many new participants was really promising and it showed a level of engagement in the community and also just a general sense for how important these data are and the people in this community know that. 
And so how people can continue participating or join for the first time is go to the ALS Focus website, which is on the ALS Association website. We have our own dedicated webpage, and they can learn information about the Focus program, decide if they want to participate, and then go straight from there to the online platform. The online platform itself is alsfocus.org, but we think it's great for people to, to understand uh, the various details and who's involved and what will be asked of participants before they join so that, they, so that they're, they're just engaged in the type of research that they're participating in. We invite people who have participated before. They can come back in and log into their ALS Focus accounts using that password that they chose, and then also new participants. So our surveys are released on a rolling basis. There's always a demographic survey that's available for new participants, so they don't have to wait for a new survey to be available. There's always a couple of important questions to fill out about who they are. And so we know who is answering these questions, not in terms of what their name is, but what their living situation is, how long they've been providing care and questions like that. So we have a sense for what are their answers to these surveys on very specific issues and how does that tie back to the general situation that they're in right now. So there's always questions to answer on the Focus platform. And then every time we release a new topical survey, like this survey on caregiver needs, we'll announce that and make information available so people know to, to come back and uh, take the new survey. I also should just mention, we're designing these surveys to be quick and easy to take. Um, it does take a little bit of time to enroll in the survey in this research study where you have to set up a password and enter information to generate your global unique identifier. But once, that, once that's done, you don't have to do those steps again. At that point, you can just sign in and take surveys whenever you have time to do that. So we want this to be easy to participate in so that all people have to think about is what are my experiences? Let me share those so that the association researchers and advocates can take action and address the needs that that I have and that people in my community have. So Dr. Parvanta, for caregivers who maybe aren't currently actively caregiving, who have either lost someone in the past or are no longer involved in care, is there a reason for them to participate as well? Should they consider taking the survey? Yes, definitely. We invite former caregivers to participate in all of our focus surveys. And this new survey on caregiver needs is designed for them as well. So it asks about the programs that were most important to them when they were providing care. So they, in some ways, have a, a very wide range of experiences um, in perhaps providing care at the beginning of an ALS diagnosis and then all the way through that ALS journey. So their experiences can really provide important information about what kinds of services caregivers need all across that ALS journey. And um, that was really important to our patient and caregiver committee that we understood how long someone had been providing care because their needs might differ over time. And so 
we think that those experiences of past caregivers are so important and we, we want to hear from them and they're, they remain very important in this community. So we have a survey for them on caregiver needs. So I always like to use this opportunity to thank the whole team that, that puts ALS Focus together, including our patient and caregiver committee and our sponsors from industry and our working group members across the government sector and academics. And then, of course, my team at the ALS Association. This is a big project and we want the questions to really work and to be actionable. And so I appreciate that whole team for helping get us here for this new survey. Certainly, it takes a village and it's really important work that you're doing. So thanks so much, uh, Dr. Parbanta, for joining us today to give us an update on ALS Focus and a look at, at what's involved in the recently launched third survey. We will make sure we include links in our show notes so people can learn more and get involved if they are interested. Thanks again, Doctor, and hopefully we can have you back again down the road to discuss some more findings. That sounds great. I'd love to come back. Thanks for having me here today. Always a pleasure to have Dr. Sarah Parvant, the director of ALS Focus, on the show. And as they crunch the data of the surveys that are out in the field and the data that they have, we look forward to having her back to walk listeners through what we've learned and where we go from here. Dr. Parvanta is great. Uh, you know, one of the many experts we are fortunate to have access to here on Connecting ALS. And as we wrap today's show, we want to remind you uh, that you can subscribe to the podcast at connectingals.org or wherever you listen. And while you're on your favorite podcast service, if you wouldn't mind dropping us a review in that spot, it'd be great. We would really appreciate it because it does help others discover the show. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep track of all of the most recent content. This episode was produced by Garrett Tiedemann of the ALS Association's Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter. Thank you all for listening. We'll connect with you again soon. Mm-hmm.